All right, all right, all right. Ah, hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome, happy Monday. It is Monday Motivation, ready to go. My name is Shikundi Salisbury, and I am filling in on the last uh, Monday of the month here for Reverend Walden here on the Mother's Justice Show Hour. Um, super excited, and I just want to thank her for that opportunity. Uh, she's going to be coming on and joining us in just a moment. But, um, you know, we're, we're just glad to be able to, uh, to be on here on the station here and really talk about some of the great work that Services of Lifestyle is doing through our variety of programs here in the community. Uh, and again, grateful that Reverend Walden and the Mother's Justice Show um, have provided this uh, space and platform for us to report out to the community on just, uh, you know, all the great stuff that we're doing. Uh, and so to that end, and then I, I guess for full transparency, just uh, for folks that maybe just be just are chiming in for the first time and listening, uh, uh, Reverend Walden is my mother, and I am one of her four sons, uh, the second oldest, and she has uh, uh, two other sons that are still here with us in the in the body, if you will. Uh, my brother Omari Salisbury and my brother Tundi Salisbury. And of course, uh, resting in heaven is my brother uh, Hiram Salisbury, who is always with us. So <clears throat> that being said, today uh, we're going to talk to a few people, uh, well, a couple of people. Reverend Walter is going to come on in just a moment. And uh, I've also got an exciting guest that is uh, close to uh, what's happening around, um, you know, housing and uh, some of the policies that that affect us as uh, black homeowners here in the city of Seattle and beyond. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about some of the uh, programs. So, you know, but while we're waiting for Reverend Wall, I just want to tell you a little bit about Services of Lifestyle. Uh, we founded this nonprofit in 2016 and have been doing a lot of work uh, in and around the community, uh, just around social issues and engaging people, primarily African-Americans, but uh, you know, those that are focused, uh, those that are affected and, and close to us as well, right? So in a way, yeah, we're most certainly supportive of uh, BIPOC efforts in the greater community at large. Some of our programs include the uh, Urban Vote Project, which is UrbVote, U-R-B-V-O-T-E. And in the past, we've been funded by King County Elections, along with the Seattle Foundation, to do work as um, an engagement, civic engagement, to increase uh, not only voter registration, but voter uh, engagement. And so that work is ongoing. However, we're not funded this year, but, you know, um, as my as Reverend Walter would say, democracy is a uh, full participation sport, and we need everybody to participate all the time, ever vigilant. The battle will never be won uh, because we need to constantly be engaged. Uh, you can't check out. So that's what Herb votes about. The other um, program or uh, initiative of Services of Lifestyle is our. Uh, 100 Black Parents, 
And so 100 Black parents is an effort, uh, as the name suggests, to engage and empower uh, Black parents or parents of uh, students who identify as Black or African-American uh, in Seattle and beyond. And so to that end, we help organize volunteers at different schools. We do a lot of work at Garfield High School, uh, starting to do a lot of work at Franklin High School. Uh, and we're doing uh, scholarships and the like. We also pr produce several family-friendly events, such as the perennial favorite uh, bubbling brown sugar every year that happens at Garfield High School, as well as the African-American Males Weekend and African-American Females Weekend that we do in partnership with the YMCA of Greater Seattle. Um, so yeah, that's 100 Black parents. Uh, and then uh, our another initiative that we're, uh, and I'd like to talk a little bit about it here today with our guests, uh, is the um, the uh, initiative around the uh, legacy Black legacy homeowners? You can learn more about that at BlackLegacyHomeowners.org. Uh, and in that work, we're funded by the uh, City of Seattle Office of Housing. And that work is uh, we were funded with a grant to well, not a grant, but a contract to do uh, black homeowner stabilization. And in that work, we're charged with creating and developing a database and network of uh, black homeowners in Seattle's central area and South End and across the city. Uh, and then providing those homeowners with uh, resources and connections that, excuse me, will allow them to uh, stabilize and stay here in their homes in the city of Seattle, right? So um, that work is incredible. And, and in that work, what we're doing is uh, we just had a meeting yesterday, and I'm going to give you a recap as soon as uh, Reverend Walden uh, logs on, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But when I say resources, um, um, what we're talking about it, it's, it's, a, it's a variety of things, right? So, you know, when we say resources, that is a term that uh, is, is very, it's used pretty, it's, it's used pretty, oh, sorry about that. I forgot to turn my phone off. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, yeah, when we say resources, what does that mean? You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, Shikani, what, what, what kind of resources, what, 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 what kind of resources are you connecting these black homeowners with and what does that mean and the way that i look at it and then i try to explain it to folks is that we have a full spectrum right black homeowners are not a monolith right just like with everything else around black people um we're most certainly not a monolith and to that end uh it just depends on where you're at on the spectrum if you will uh, to what type of resources you may need. So at one end of the spectrum, we have uh, many homeowners uh, uh, with inflation, the economy, uh, and everything else going on. Uh, they may need immediate assistance, 
right? And when we say immediate assistance, what does that mean? Um, those are things like utility uh, discount programs, home repair programs, uh, most certainly the senior tax exemption, right? Because that's going to reduce the overall tax burden of, uh, of our seniors, right? Uh, you have some people that are behind on their mortgage, behind on their taxes. And we have, uh, there's a plethora, uh, which is a great word, a plethora of programs across the city, including the great uh, programs over at the Urban League with Miss Linda Taylor, who was our guest last time on this show, um, where we can engage and, and help people save their homes through uh, many programs like the, the HALF program, which uh, gives homeowners and landlords the ability to uh, acquire funds to uh, pay back their uh, mortgage. So if they're behind on their mortgage, they're facing foreclosure or facing foreclosure from a judicial judgment where, you know, that's where, you know, you haven't paid the property taxes. Uh, so there's resources to keep those people in their homes, right? And that's one edge of the spectrum, if you will. Right. And I would say at the far end of the spectrum, the other end, you have many people uh, that are quite comfortable. Right. Their uh, mortgage is paid. They, um, you know, they're not really behind on any bills or don't qualify for any particular assistance. However, um, they're interested in generational wealth. Right. And so. When we talk about resources for that end of the spectrum, it's resources on how they can um, pass their home along to their children, right? Estate planning. And that is where, you know, we're uh, training and connecting people around uh, the difference between a will and trust, right? And a living will, uh, a trust and the like. And, and those are things that uh, most certainly most homeowners need to know. You know, oftentimes we have folks that may have left the trust, uh, left the house to their children. However, their children end up having to pay tax on that. And with the with the substantial uh, increase in the value of homes, it's important to, uh, uh, you know, to look at a trust and see how you, your tax options. So those are some of the, the, you know, the information that we're passing along and connecting folks with those types of resources for our, um, for folks maybe on that end of the spectrum. Uh, and in the middle of the spectrum, I would say there, there's other people along the way that perhaps, um, uh, you know, may need assistance. Maybe they want to do improvements to their property. So we have a lot of people, maybe they have a large lot and they want to, uh, you know, put a detached, uh, uh, you know, maybe an ADU in the back. That's an additional dwelling unit, right? Or perhaps they want to subdivide their property completely and build a whole new house, right? Maybe your lot is that big, or maybe you're just doing an addition. How do we connect people with the resources to be able to do that work? Because uh, oftentimes folks have the money uh, or they have the desire, but we don't have a lot of people in our community that are making that connection. So that's what the work of the Black Legacy Homeowners is doing here across uh, Seattle um, right now. Our work is funded for Seattle proper. However, 
we're providing these resources to black homeowners wherever they may be. Uh, however, you know, sometimes it's important for them to know about the differences in codes and tax law and taxes wherever they are at. Uh, but I would just say that a base interest uh, is important and we most certainly are providing that and helping to build a community. So, um, hey, so we're going to take a short break. It's about 2.15 right now. Uh, and I've heard that my uh, amazing guest, the, the uh, founder, if you will, of this show, and Reverend Walden is going to be joining us right after the break. And so we'll be right back. Thanks. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Okay. Hey, welcome back to the Mother's Justice Show. Uh, another uh, amazing Monday. We have another opportunity to be great for another week, right? And so I'm super excited to uh, be joined here by the uh, Reverend Walden, who obviously whose show this is, and she's been gracious enough to allow us at Services Lifestyle to uh, report out on our work in the community uh, on the last uh, Monday of the month here. Uh, and again, for full uh, uh, transparency sake, I am uh, Reverend Walden's uh, second son, and uh, out of four, and um, and it's, it's a blessing to be here. So, hey, Mama, uh, you know, welcome <laughs> back to your show. Uh, how you doing today? I'm good today. I'm good. I like fall. I like the rain. So, uh, you know, I do. It's not cold yet, but it's uh, chilly. Uh, my favorite time of year, and the leaves are beginning to change. So, I'm good today good that's great you know i wanted to um you know because i know how excited you are <laughs> about the work that we're doing with the black oh, yeah. legacy oh, homeowners yeah. and and i know that you have so many uh contacts and friends and and folks that you've been sending out to our events uh and so i just wanted to bring you on and kind of give you an update of how our meeting went yesterday oh good um, yeah, we had an amazing meeting. We had over 50 people there. Uh, yeah, we had over 50 people there on a Sunday with the rain, with the Seahawks playing, and they came out to learn and network and fellowship with other uh, uh, Black homeowners. Um, and it was just an amazing time. And, of course, uh, you know, many people in the room, how's your mama? 
right? So you know how that goes. Uh, but I just thought that that was really cool. Uh, you know, one of your uh, people, of course, uh, Victoria Beach was there, and she was excited to talk about, um, you know, the fact that she has her uh, uh, grandkids now, and I guess five generations of uh, of uh, black home ownership here in uh, in Seattle. So. You know, I just wanted to, 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 to give you some of that energy because because I know that uh, if you would have been there, that you would have felt that energy. Um, and I wanted to thank you for being able to send people to our, um, you know, network. And I just wanted to, you know, I, I know that you had heard our uh, new theme song. Uh, <laughs> and so folks that don't know, um, real briefly, we uh, will talk a little bit about that but uh, and how we got to this. But uh, Josie, uh um uh josephine howe has uh sung our uh we shall not be moved theme song and i played it for you the other day and you called me back uh and you told me how it made you feel and i just want you to tell our listeners uh what that means to you this this black home ownership and we shall not be moved and and we're still here like like what kind of feelings does that uh resonate how does that make you feel when you hear these things Oh, it makes me feel so wonderful. I mean, we should not be moved. I mean, it's a, that's a song that's just uh, indicative to the civil rights movement. Uh, and people were singing it before that, uh, uh, growing up in the black church. But uh, it, it's like, wow, because this is our, we, we have a right to be here. I mean, uh, William Gross brought this 12 acres and uh, we just didn't know the story. But now that we know and then the work that you're doing and, uh, and people are so excited because there's way more people than they thought. I mean, and that song, it's like I, I've sent it to my cousins uh, uh, on the on the East Coast, uh, 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 all the Waldens there, and and all the other family people. And I'm gonna send it to Sanford soon as Francis get better down down in Sanford. But uh, I, I'm excited because I see the possibility of this galvanizing and organizing, and remembering helping Black people to remember our greatness. Uh, that that this is just a blip in time for what right now and this is not the destination this doesn't mean that this is where we're going to be it's going to be like this and then what you're doing you're giving people courage and hope i mean sometimes you have to have you have to have somebody to inspire you to believe that tomorrow is possible and that all this other stuff is just rhetoric because it's the people who want to remove you they've been wanting to remove us ever since uh, <laughs> ever since they set us free so <laughs> so i'm just expired i mean i am so excited about this and the song, uh, uh, I'm just so excited. And I got yeah. some more people. I got so many. I got some more people to recommend. You know, I keep running into people, and I got more people to recommend. Well, yeah, that's great, man. So uh, uh, for our listeners, I'm a, um, you know, we're we'll we'll send out the song and post it uh, uh, on the on the mother's uh, site and and on Reverend Walden's Facebook page, and most certainly we it's posted right now uh, with the cover art on the. Uh, Black Legacy Homeowners page on Facebook. Uh, but you know what? Um, I, I really want to recount the story for our listeners around how we got to this song. Uh, and it's a great story uh, about about how to manifest things and how they come together. 
Um, so what happened, you know, of course, you already know what happened, Mom, but for the listeners, right, we uh, we were already saying with this movement is that we should not be moved because that's just a term in the ether, I think, that, you know, most people have, even if you're not from the civil rights era, if you will, we should not be moved. It's just something that resonates, especially in the African-American Black community. Um, and so we were talking about this song. We said, yeah, that would be great. And we Google, we shall not be moved. And of course, the great uh, Mavis Staples uh, version came up from the from the civil rights era. And we were like, oh, we got to use this with the Black Legacy Homeowner. This would be a perfect theme song for us. Right. And so as me and Reverend Walden sat there, we were like, oh, man, this would be amazing if we could get Mavis Staples to do this. And so as fate would have it, Mavis Staples was coming actually to Seattle. And so we did end up reaching out to her and we did find a connection. However, the music industry is, in fact, the music industry. Right. So we ended up having to uh, reach out to the publishing, which is completely different. There's a lot of business. Right. It's not as simple as just the one artist saying, hey, yeah, you can use the song. You have the songwriter, the people that play the instruments. All of those people are part of the publishing for a song. And long story short, we were denied to be able to use that, um, the Mavis Staples version, right? But through that process of learning about music and the industry and how to make a song, uh, we just decided to make our own song because the I Shall, We Shall Not Be Moved is really in the public domain. And it's, 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 a, um, it's really from a spiritual right? An old, uh, you know, spiritual song. And so we were able to take that song and we changed a few of the words and all of that. And we just re-recorded it with our great friend and uh, community member, uh, Josephine Howe. <laughs> and so uh, she was excited to do it. And we had um, Mrs. Birdwell and some of the great musicians from Mount Zion Church uh, ended up playing on that song. And um and it just really came together. But I think, you know, what is exciting to me about that story, and of course the song makes people feel a certain way because it harkens back to those that civil rights era uh, and, it, and it draws that line in the sand. But I think one of the most uh, the powerful part of that story to me is that we sat at the table and said, hey, we're going to have this be our theme song. And we we encountered a little bit of, uh, of, of uh, you know, we had some opposition or, you know, of course, but then we, we, we powered through that and ended up having our own version. And now we can put out our we're going to put out an album and everything. So, you know, how did you feel about that process, Bob? <laughs> oh, I thought it's just wonderful, just wonderful, because I just know that what we can do when we decide to do something. And uh, and then, you know, and, and, and now to think about an album. So this is a new movement. It really is. You never know how the movement is going to come. And every time I'm talking to my people in Florida, I said, Lord, send the revival. So, I mean, so you never know how the revival is going to come because I right. need to be restored. They need it. And this is just a restoration song and a program that people know, but they're not, so, they're not out, you know, I mean, no more. They, they, they're not, you know, although they might have been on the rope a dope a little bit, like, like Muhammad Ali resting up, but <laughs> <laughs> they were just resting, you know, they were on the rope and go waiting up, waiting on the hanging on, waiting on the black legacy on the program to come the program. Cause they just hanging on, you know, on the rope and dope and all of a sudden we should not be moving. They just say, Oh yeah, why should I? I'm not gonna be moved. I'm gonna be part of this. 
and it gives up. Uh, I one of them. I feed back last night. I mean, from Victoria, she said she had not felt that good in any uh, in anything in, in Seattle in years. She just felt like she belonged, and there are people there. She felt so belonged, and our people are so bereft because of what is happening around the country. But she felt like she belonged, and she was so happy. I mean, right. she just went on and on. She just went on and on. <laughs> well, you know, and, 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 and I think that what was exciting about that, and I, and I heard that same kind of comment from uh, many people that were there last night, and actually folks that were there at our last meeting as well, uh, that they really felt a sense of community yes. and felt belonging, right? And, 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 and they just felt at home. Right. And that's why, honestly, that's exactly. one of the reasons that, uh, you know, first of all, I, I, I definitely got to shout out the brothers and uh, the whole team over there at the Royal Esquire Club for hosting us and uh, providing space for us to uh, bring in community. Uh, and while a lot of people think of the Royal Esquire Club as a, as a nightclub, right, and it's a, a juke joint, if you will, it's really a community center for us because we have so many repasts and community events and and things for for black families. Uh, and it, and a lot, what a lot of people don't realize about the Esquire Club is that it was founded in 1948, so it's celebrating 75 years this year. It's the longest running, uh, continuously running, like social organization here in the city. So I think that, and then when you come in there, you just feel as though this is our place. Yep. And, and I think a lot of people felt like that last night at our meeting. Well, this is good. Yep. This is real yeah. good. Well, you know what, Ma, I appreciate you uh, for, of course, all the work that you're doing and, and everything else and allowing us to, to utilize the platform uh, of, of your show, The Great Mother's Justice Show. Oh, of course. Um, and we'll uh, most certainly be tapping back in with you. I know that you've got some exciting guests and folks uh, coming up on the show soon. And and I heard that you're going to be traveling and, and connecting with folks out in Albuquerque and Spokane and other places. So uh, for everybody that's listening to the Mother's Justice Show now and uh, most certainly Reverend Walden, uh, my mother will be returning uh, to the show soon. Uh, and uh, so I thank you for coming on and giving us some of your time today on your day off, if you will. Uh, and so we'll be talking to you soon. And so we're going to head into the break right now. But before we go, I'm really I want everybody to come right back because I've got a really good friend of mine, a person that I've known for years and a person that uh, really it kind of inspires me and pushes me to be a better person. Um, and just kind of gives me the insight. She she's a quiet uh, person, but she she's she's got a powerful right. spirit, and she knows how to how to uh, give you just the right nudge to to do the right thing, right? And so that's one of the things I appreciate about appreciate about her, and that's Anita Adams, and she's uh, retired now, but she's most certainly not retired from community. And we'll be talking to her right after the break. So stay tuned here on the Mother's Justice Show. The special edition uh, powered by Services of Lifestyle and Legacy Black Homeowners, Black Legacy Homeowners. We'll be right back. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures. In the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com.
The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, all right. Welcome back to the bottom of the hour here on the Mother's Justice Show. And, uh, you know, my name is Shakundi Salisbury. And this week we're filling in Mother, uh, the Mother's Justice Show and Reverend Harriet Walden have been gracious enough to lend us this platform on the last uh, Monday of the month. Uh, and it, it's a platform where we can come and talk a little bit about what Services of Lifestyle is doing, uh, our nonprofit uh, that works closely with Reverend Walden. And then, of course, for full transparency, I am one of her four sons. My name is Shikundi Salisbury. Um, and so, you know, the work that we do at Services of Lifestyle, we've got three major programs. We've got the Herb Vote, which is the Urban Vote Project that is seeking to engage and empower around civic engagement, uh, especially in the Black community. We've got 100 Black Parents, which is leading volunteer efforts uh, and community events at Garfield High School, Franklin High School, and beyond. We do things like the Bubbling Brown Sugar event at Garfield every year, the African-American Males Weekend, African-American Females Weekend, the Tyrone Love Scholarship. So lots going on with Black, uh, with 100 Black parents. And then, of course, um, what we're here to talk about today, which is the Black Legacy Homeowners Network, uh, which is uh, a, a program that we have started a, a few years ago and is going full force right now, where we're seeking to organize and empower and engage uh, Black homeowners, and especially legacy Black homeowners in Seattle and beyond. And, um, and so, yeah, that's what we're doing and happy to be on the platform. And today, right here in this next segment, I've got, I've got a good friend of mine and a person who I've known a long time. And, and I go all the way back to high school and everything else. But, uh, you know, I most certainly DJed her wedding, right? 27 we, years ago. Yeah, 27 years ago. So I want to welcome uh, my friend Anita Adams to the show. Hey, Anita. How are you doing? Great afternoon. Oh. It's been a great afternoon already. And I know this is going to just make it better. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm still juiced and hyped up from yesterday, man. I got a, a double dose of community, uh, a double dose of uh of just of love and um and, and just the feeling of, of being together at our meeting that we both were at yesterday of the black the the monthly meetup of the black legacy homeowners that took place at the Royal Esquire Club. Yes. Right. So, yeah, man, we're, we're coming off that meeting. Uh, as you know, well, we'll just let the listeners know for folks that are just chiming in. Uh, you know, we had over 50 people there uh, representing black homeowners uh, who came to learn and be educated about uh, how to make improvements to their property uh, through maybe an addition, through a creating a DADU or a uh, ADU. Or in some cases, we even had a person talk about how they subdivided their property and actually built a whole 
another house next to their old house um, and, and they're creating generational wealth through that. So that was a great uh, program yesterday and I learned a lot uh, to tell the truth. Um, you know, what are some of the highlights for you uh, yesterday, Anita? The energy was bananas, first of all. Um, I, I wish to shout out everybody who was there. Um, it was an extraordinary event. We had well over 50 people. Um, we had people coming in during the entire duration from the beginning to the end and even afterwards, uh, people still trying to come uh, find out what was going on and be a part of it. Um, it was just amazing energy. There was a lot of education, a lot of networking, a lot of supporting one another, reminding each other we're not alone in this. Um, we were at the historic Esquire Club, as you mentioned earlier, 75 years in the community. Um, I've been to baby showers, birthday parties, everything you can imagine there, educational events like this, but nothing like what I experienced last night. It really, really, really was, we were home. We were home, we were able to connect and um, and support one another in a variety of different ways, some formal, some informal, um, but it was all community, it was all love. And um, the biggest takeaway for me was we're still here and we're working together to make sure that um, every voice is heard. Yeah, man, I, you know, I mean, so obviously we had some great speakers, including yourself, right, who talked about their experience, but, um, I think one of the most powerful parts about the, uh, the event, and we most certainly will try to uh, add more time for uh, our next event, is just the community networking, right? Like, so, you know, uh, uh, as a DJ, right, who does a lot of parties, you know, oftentimes when, it's, when we say, hey, it's time to go, it really is time to go. Uh, and we ask people to leave. But in this particular case, people did not have to leave. Uh, and there was dozens of people who are just kind of networking, exchanging information, talking about their project and just meeting one another. Aren't you such and such a boy? Yeah, you know my mama, right? It was just all of that. Oh, I saw people with their individual companies. I saw, you know, where they're, you know, this guy has a truck company and they're doing this and just really just that, that community networking in a, in a safe space to where we can exchange information and, and people were, were coming from the heart, right? Like, oh, wow, this is just really good to meet you. And even as the event was completed, I came outside to take the sign down and I'm seeing groups of people all along Rainier still talking, right? And that to me is the, is the epitome of a powerful community event, right? Where you have people, and, and just to be clear, right? Cause I know some people they've heard of the Esquire, we weren't serving no drinks, right? This is people try to talk to one another about their business and networking and, and their homes and their families and, and the fact that they were able to kind of spill out onto the street and keep those conversations going. I know for a fact that the work we're doing is having an amazing impact. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. And what I liked, what I also appreciated is 
the buildup from the last event because yeah. this event was much more educational. The last event, um, the last event was all about community building and organizing um, in a way that helps people get to know who they are um, and identify themselves as a Black legacy homeowner and learn a little bit more about what that actually is and what what it means to be a part of an organization that is forward looking like this um, and supportive of of those homeowners that have um, been in their property for a while, um, that legacy piece and really understanding what that means. And, um, and so this, this, this uh, event was focused on educational items, but there have been previous events that have done other things. And I, I'm sure you'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, just we can talk about it right now. So, so the Black Legacy Homeowners, what we're committed to is not only providing resources online and going to people's house and dropping those off. We have these two uh, signature events a month. And one of them is an so-called educational event, if you will, where we have a guest speaker or speakers like we did yesterday. And they come out and, and give information uh, and engagement around that. And then the other one is our Black, home happy, Black Homeowner Happy Hour. And so we do the Black Homeowner Happy Hour, and there's no particular agenda for that. It's just a space to come in and network. We have some food, and we have some uh, music going, and uh, and people just come in and and they really network with each other. And so uh, what you're talking about is so that's what you're referring to as our last happy hour, where it was just pure and just fun, and just talking with one and getting to know, shake a hand, meet a friend. Uh, and with no particular agenda, um, what I like about that is uh, is that we're really speaking to and uh, speaking life into uh, some of our homeowners, right? Because you know, again, as you mentioned, and as our theme song mentions, you know, we're still here and we shall not be moved. Uh, and and while the, it, this is kind of like a both end, right? We most certainly want to talk about the um, you know homelessness and and you know density and getting more people in into housing through you know low-income housing and more apartments and units and and most certainly some of the right to return which is an amazing policy where some of our people who have been displaced and uh financially are not able to necessarily come back into our uh inflated you know some of these home prices and they're able to come back through one of the great offerings like the uh you know, Africatown Plaza, which is getting ready to uh, take some applications. And uh, so there's a lot of buildings going up where there's apartments that will allow Black families to come back to Seattle. And we applaud that. However, uh, at the same time, uh, there's a lot of Black homeowners that are still here, right? And so how do we make sure that, that we're able to stay, right? And that's what our program, the Black Legacy Homeowner Network, is about is that while we will yeah we'd love for our family member that had to that was displaced and had to move to Chehalis or whatever to be able to come back into this um you know three bedroom or two bedroom apartment that they have but you know one thing we we'd also like them to be able to come back into the uh townhouse that we built on our property right that that allows us to have some uh generational wealth and and equity and value so um that's why I think these conversations are so important. And again, they're both in, right? We want to have all of those great conversations 
and do that work, that housing affordability work, uh, and all of the talk about highest and best use. And we'll talk about some of those policies that we got to keep our eye on uh, and when we come back from the break. But um, I just wanted you to get, you know, why don't you speak just a little bit, take us into the break, Anita, about, uh, you know, your your thoughts about what I just said, about the fact that uh, there's really hasn't been a community conversation in a, in, in a significant way, uh, you know, where you have 50 plus people coming to every meeting uh, around black homeowners and, and, and keeping them here. Right. So, you know, can you t- speak to a little bit about the need for that um, as we get ready to go into the break? Yep. Um, we have a need. Uh, you, you mentioned something else that actually um, really um, I would like to start off with this uh, before we go to the break. Intergenerational living is is cultural. It's really important to our community that we are able to um, to live together and support one another, you know, as folks have children. Um, I'll just talk about my own project as, you know, people have children and um, aging in place um, with parents. Um, it's really important that there be an opportunity for families to um, not only just create generational wealth, but create spacing, uh, create opportunities where policies don't automatically displace us from the community. And so we have been thinking quite a bit about how do we create this intergenerational living space where my aging in-laws and my own um, adult children can then also um, be supported and stay in community with me. And so- No, that, that's that's an excellent thought, and we're gonna we're yep. gonna continue okay. that right after the break. Again, this is the Mother's Justice Show, uh, and this is the Services of Lifestyle edition on the last Monday of the month, and we'll be right back with our guest Anita Adams. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother. Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. All right. Hey, welcome back to the uh, final segment here on the Mother's Justice Show, the Services of Lifestyle uh, edition. We're on the last Monday of the month, and Reverend Walden uh, will be returning next week if you're checking for her right now. Uh, my name is Shikundi Salisbury, and I'm here with our amazing guest, Anita Adams. And what we're talking about today is one of the programs of Services of Lifestyle, the Black Legacy Homeowner Network, and all the great work that that's going that's happening right now in community. And so, in continuation from the conversation in the last segment, um, you know, Anita, 
that you talked a little bit about how intergenerational living is really uh, one of the keys to securing generational wealth uh, and allowing us to be able to uh, create space, right? And if that means, you know, making an addition, remodel, putting a, a dadu, or even building another complete home on our property, us being able to, uh, one, know that we can do that, and two, uh, having the resources and um, uh, folks in our, our circle to be able to uh, guide us through that process, um, because we know that it's a it's a it's a real minefield with all types of policies, fees, and, and not to even get into some of the things that can happen with contractors from 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 hell and everything else, right? So uh, I know that you are a self-described uh, policy wonk. Right. And and you most certainly oh, are. You just describe me as that. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, I describe you as that because you know what? I whenever I need to know something that's going on and what's the real deal and what did the paper say? Right. <laughs> Anita is the type of person that can say, well, you know what? That's not necessarily true. On page seven, section eight, they describe, you know, such and such. And I'm like, right on, Anita. Right. So, um uh, that being said, I know that you keep your ear to the ground, um, to the street, and and not just the street, but Olympia as well, uh, as well as City Hall. Why don't you uh, just kind of give us a, a, a just some of the things you're hearing right now around MHA, around uh, uh, and other uh, policies and and actions that will affect uh, Black legacy homeowners and our real estate here in Seattle and beyond. Well, as you know, I was um, interested in developing because of the um, the need for intergenerational um, housing um, to house multiple people within my own family. Um, we were looking into developing our property, our existing property. When I learned a little bit more about the mandatory housing affordability uh, plan and they've been working on this plan for since 2014 it morphed from holla to um, mandatory housing affordability and this plan has had some significant um concerns for my family and families like mine um, and many of the Black legacy homeowners in that certain neighborhoods were upzoned. Um, and it, as part of that upzoning, there were um, new policies put in place in terms of the floor area, how, how much you can build, how high you can go. Um, and these policies have inadvertently, in my opinion, impacted our community disproportionately. Um, and so, for example, I, I have said in the past that one of the um, one of the areas that has an, ex an exorbitant fee, if you were to um, build on your property um, or enhance uh, floor area um, in any way, you would be subject to a certain amount of fees. And in my case, with my project, it was almost $100,000 in addition wow just because of where I lived. Um, so policies like this have also created an environment where um, additional displacement is occurring. And how it's occurring is there's this predatory home buying process that's happening um, where developers are, um, are 
excited about the new possibilities for build, building and density, um, but they're looking at ways in which to make the maximum amount of money. And so this policy has created um, an environment where highest and best uses is, is now being um, included in the negotiations of selling a property. So for example, say you're an elderly person, you're not really aware of the true value of your home. You um, also are not aware that um, you're not also aware that this policy that they'll probably likely quote to you um, is creating a, an environment where you're no longer using that property for its highest and best use. Therefore, they can offer you a lower rate and they're calling it the teardown rate. Um, mm. So your rate you're, you're, you're probably sitting on a million dollars. If you're anywhere in the central area, you're sitting on a million dollars or more in property value, most likely um, in the previously single family zoned area. Now with the upzoning, um, you could possibly get four to six to nine units on your existing lot, depending on how it's designed and how it may be subdivided. Um, but the builder is going to take that into consideration that they would have to pay X number of dollars per square foot. And so they're only going to offer you the rate um, for your property, not for it to be lived in by another family, but for your property be, to be torn down and developed. And so uh, many of our community members have been falling victim to this. Um, there are also um, developers that may offer you, you know, a tenth of the value of the property um, by allowing you to have a lease arrangement um, that there's some new um, policies coming out around that with the city of Seattle. I encourage everybody to get on um, the city council website and look at meetings when you can just search under housing, look at look under um, meetings when the housing section is, is previewing these policies um, as they're right now pushing that legislation through council right now. So I actually will um, send a link to Shakundi um, so that he can get it out to the network so that everyone can stay informed about these policies because they're quite complex. Um, and, and also that's another way that it's really impacting our community. You know what, Anita, we're going to need you to not only to send the link, but, but you got to give us the, uh, the cliff notes. We need okay. the cliff notes. I will do that. I'm going to keep it real. We Because I know it's probably a lot, but, but if you could just give us the link, but then also say, hey, this is the, the key takeaways. From right. this, that would be great for me to be able to share that out to our to our folks. I will do that um, because even for someone who's been researching this for the last three to five years, um, even for some, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, even for someone who's been researching for the last three to five years, um, it's very complex for me to even understand um, right. because the, the policy continues to change. Um, there's a lot of adaptations that that are happening, um, but I would like to I would like to caution folks um, if you are approached by predatory home buying. 
um, because we've all heard of predatory lending and we know what happened in the Great Recession and how many of us lost our single most important asset. Um, but there's this very real phenomenon and you started it actually, Shikundi, with the campaign, This House Is Not For Sale, um, helping people understand that predatory home buying is a real thing. And so um, if you believe that you are in an MHA zone and you are also getting these predatory home buyer, buying letters, um, I encourage you to attend these Black Legacy Homeowner events so that you can network with folks um, that know a little bit more about these topics and can support you um, can support you with some additional materials and resources. Next meeting, Shakundi, I'm sure you're going to be talking about yeah. this. But the next meeting, we will have um, folks there that um, are dealing with wills and trusts to make sure that the properties are protected and that these assets are protected. But before we even get to that point, we need to make sure that um, you're not duped into um, a, a deal that's unrealistic and, and really unethical for um, your important assets. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, that, that I, yeah, we most certainly really do need you to, um, to, uh, to give us those cliff notes. And yeah, just as a, a reminder to folks, yeah, we are, that we've got a couple of meetings coming up next month. We were on the, the, uh, uh, Friday that we've actually got a, a black legacy homeowner weekend and, uh, and, uh, in October here, cause we've got an event that Friday the 13th, which is our happy hour. And then we're going to have our meeting next Sunday, which is the um, the 15th, right? So we just got a power weekend, if you will. Uh, so no matter how folks want to be involved, if you just want to come and network and hang out with some other Black homeowners, uh, you can do that on that Friday. Uh, or if you just want to come and uh, and really learn about uh, uh, estate planning and, and, and generational wealth, uh, then come on Sunday or, you know, you can come to, to both events. Um, but that's what we're doing next month. And we most certainly will have those resources. And hopefully we'll have an update on this uh, this new uh, policy that's coming out. Uh, and we'll get some information out. I really want to find uh, or get a, a good paragraph, Anita. I guess if I could ask you for some additional homework, if we could just get a paragraph from you on, uh, you know, uh, predatory uh, home buying, right? Because that's like a term that people probably haven't heard before, um, but let's get that done. And so I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for your energy and your work and community um, and, and staying uh, vigilant and vigilant on this stuff and, and, and as you continue to be. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll see you next time here on the uh, Mother's Justice Show, Services of Lifestyle Edition. Uh, we're going to wrap on up. Thank you for coming, Anita. All right.